Our skater out today, 248-539-9797. Thanks for being with us. Uh, spirited uh, discussion with both Red Wings and Lions in the first half of the show. Red Wing game wild last night. Absolutely crazy. Um, I don't, and you know, if you, <laughs> if you went to the bathroom and it was 0-0, you might have come back and it was 4 nothing. If you went to the bathroom and it was 4 nothing, you might have come back and it was 4-3. It was wild. It was the fa- second fastest in the history of the NHL that two teams combined for six goals by one second. It happened in three minutes and one second. Six goals. The The record is three minutes even. <laughs> um, and the Red Wings, unfortunately, blew a 4 nothing lead. Patrick Kane looked like he fit, looked like he belonged, looked crafty. Veteran. Might help him on the offensive end. Do they still need some help on the blue line? Probably. But as Kang said, texters, if, <laughs> with the calls we got to start the show, we're back, baby. People complaining about the hockey team, which is set up in a pretty good place right now. Meantime, line set up for a pretty big game against Chicago. I mean, the Bears aren't great. But as was pointed out early by one of our callers, something we hadn't given thought to, credit Martin, who called up and said, by Monday, Lions are going to be the one seed. Which is indeed possible. If Philly goes to Dallas and loses, and they are a three-point underdog, and Seattle goes to uh, San Francisco and wins, as a ten-and-a-half-point underdog, and the Lions beat the Bears, Lions are in the one seed. And if they, then they'll be theirs to hang on to, maybe. It is possible that Philly could pass them even if they both went out because the tiebreaker, if they both went out, is strength of victory. Right now, Philly is ahead of Detroit. You basically want to root for all the teams that Detroit has defeated to try and earn that tiebreaker over Philadelphia. So the question is, do the Lions go to Chicago and beat the Bears? Um, Two of the last three games against the Bears have been very close, and all three games, Justin Fields has been a giant pain in the butt. Um, Slowing down Justin Fields... I mean, we can say it's a priority, but the Lions have won all three games. So do you really change what you're going to do if, hey, we slowed down Justin Fields? Lost the game, but at least we slowed down Fields. You know, is their game plan against Justin Fields working? I, I don't know that you can say it. it is or it isn't because two of these three games were like one-play games. Certainly the game, they needed everything to go right in their comeback against Chicago in the uh, first game this year and that game last year in Chicago, which included a pick six and included, you know, fields being a pain in the butt the entire game. It was a very close game, the one in Chicago. So I don't know how much you change what you're doing defensively. Aaron Glenn spoke this week and had some interesting things to say. People got worked up about what he had to say about adjustments and how that's become a catchphrase and a buzzword as it pertains to the defense. Uh, but then he went out and basically said, yeah, we make adjustments. In the second part of the soundbite, uh, we'll play that for you this hour uh, at some point. But can the Lions go win this game? So there's a few things. I mean, it's on the road. They are favored. Chicago's 4-8. and eight, But this is no punch button, roll out the helmets, and you're going to win kind of game. Temperatures are going to be in the 30s. It might get up to 40. It's gonna not. It's not going to be gale force winds, but it's going to be windy. And the Bears stopped the run. They're number one in the NFL at stopping the run. 
They allow 70 yards rushing a game. And the Lions have this offensive line. You heard in the update, it doesn't sound like Frank Ragnow is going to play. But, I mean, Frank Ragnow didn't play much of the game last week. Lions have really kind of gotten used to not having their line fully intact, and they still had some pretty good performances. The first game against the Bears, the Lions averaged 5.2 yards per carry. That's pretty good against the league's top-ranked rushing defense. And I'm going to have to go back and look and see who sat out that game because my guess is somebody from the offensive line sat out because somebody from the offensive line sits out every damn game. But can they run the football on what's going to be a cold, windy, Norris Division kind of game? It's going to have that feel to it. And, I mean, it's kind of – I don't know if I want to say it's a given, but you – Leaning on the run game on days like that with conditions like that, it's a pretty big deal. Pretty big deal. And so are they going to be able to do so against that rush defense? Guess we'll find out. Yeah, we spoke earlier, you know, the possibility of the Lions getting the one seed after this weekend and holding on to that and maybe, you know, being the one seed when it's all said and done. But if they aren't the one seed, they're going to have to go on the road at some point in the playoffs, hopefully. I mean, if they host and win their first playoff game, it could be in Philly, right? Mm-hmm. And the weather conditions could be similar to what we see Sunday. Could this just kind of be a precursor to just, hey, how do they game plan in this type of weather? And, of course, the Bears team is different than the Eagles team. but And also, you can't just be, like you said, you, it's not a punch-button win. I mean, last night, what happened? The Steelers, I know they had their backup quarterback, but, but they lost to the Patriots, who were playing their backup quarterback. The NFL, you never know what's going to happen. So first and foremost, win the game versus the Bears. But also, yeah, do they run the ball more? Do they use Laporta in short routes? Do they, you know, how's golf going to handle if the wins do pick up? So, yeah, I I look into this game more than just playing the Bears. The first game, Jonah Jackson and Hal Vitae were out. I mean, but I mean, Glasgow has essentially replaced Vitae anyway. But so they were playing shorthanded in the first game where the Lions ran for 5.2 yards of carry. They'll likely be shorthanded on Sunday. But you're right. That's a great point. This game mimics playoff conditions. This game, the the opponent is not a playoff caliber opponent, but the game mimics playoff conditions. And if you're going to want to run the ball at Philly or at San Francisco in playoff conditions, th- this is a good test for the rushing game. Uh, now, they aren't a great pass defense, Chicago. And so, you know... <laughs> Look, the most the most game they had that felt like a weather game was it the Baltimore game? A Tampa game was pretty windy in Tampa. Baltimore looked windy, but when we talked to Goff the following Tuesday, he kind of downplayed the wind, yeah. right? Like, but yeah. it looked windy from where we were at home. <laughs> yep. Um, you know how the Lions have been able to surprise teams on like third and five with running the ball and picking up the first down. Yep. Do you expect that this weekend that, you know, because you're talking about the rush game and they're going to be down rag now, but they still run the ball or is it not as much of a surprise because of the conditions and can they still pick it up? Even though teams may know, Hey, I think the book's out at this point too. Yeah. They might run the ball here, guys. It's, it's third funny. and six, but they might want to draw. Cause you try, you know, you don't want to be, you want to break the trend, right? You want to, you want to go off script which for the Lions might mean throwing the ball on third and seven. <laughs> they don't want to be predictable, so they're going to pass on third and seven. But you're, you, to a degree, you're correct. They aren't afraid to do it. Now, they have to have the right look. If a team gives you a look that 
says you can have success running the ball on third and seven, that's when they do it. I mean, when they did it on, was it fourth and five they did it against the Chargers for the first down? It was a ballsy call. Last coach I remember doing that was James Franklin against Ohio State. (laughs) At the end of a game, they had a fourth and four, fourth and five, whatever it was, and they called a draw play and got a yard. (laughs) I think Iowa's been doing it all year. Uh, That's a good point. But they don't get it, though. Yeah. <laughs> the difference. Actually, no, they don't because they prefer to punt. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah. That's their weapon. Yeah. Two four eight five three nine ninety seven ninety seven. 5397 Let's go to Eric. You're on 97. Want a ticket? Hi, Eric. Hey, good afternoon. What's up? I want to go with the, the call that said, hey, first place. If the Lions went out and things happened, I want to go that route. I notice y'all keep kind of throwing doubt in there. We've got Montgomery who was with the Bears the first two times. You know, he comes, he gets to go back and face them. That's a plus. And we got a lot more that we plan for. And then you ask the question, New Orleans, were they better than the Bears? We're on the road. And Campbell and them had to go face their old coaching staff. Uh, hey, I like the Lions. We just got to get behind them more. We, we keep kind of, I don't know, everybody's shell-shocked or something. We keep trying to find a reason to doubt them. Well, I don't know what you know, us getting behind them has to do with anything. These teams aren't chess pieces that always move the same way each week. I think this is a tough game to win. I think the the Saints game was a tough game to win. Um, but you have different like performances we every week. Golf, golf played better. He did play better. Absolutely. And, you know, we were pressing him. So, you know, we were ready to, you know, we activated the backups and everything. So he played better right. and responded. I, I'm one of his critics, but I also get credit where it's due. What did, what did you say about the backups? I'm sorry. Remember, we started getting Herndon ready and Bridgewater was no. ready. After I don't, that, I don't uh, believe those were – look, <laughs> you say we. I think we had some random extreme callers that called and said that. And by random extreme callers, I mean one or two. I don't think that was a real thing. That wasn't a, a, that wasn't a storyline that was steeped in fact and reality. That was just kind of crazy off-the-cuff stuff. 